Material for the brain. Conversations for thinking bodies. Hello and welcome to another episode of Material for the Brain podcast. Today is a solo episode and I would like to talk about freedom and safety. This is a topic that touches me on a personal level, but I also recognize that it's something that many of us are concerned at the moment, maybe because of the pandemic, but it's something that I think takes shape in many, many situations in our lives. And maybe as a starting point, we can take a look at freedom and safety and their definitions so that we can have a common ground for this conversation. I mean, first, what, what, are, what is freedom and safety? I think both are human needs. We all have the need for safety and we all have the need for freedom. And both can take shapes, different shapes. They can take the form of an emotion. They can take the form of, a, of actions. And to some extent, they can stand in opposition to one another, but they can also coexist or even cultivate one another. So let's, let's go ahead and look at some definitions. So I've looked at the dictionary definitions, which I think is a good starting point. And freedom can be understood as the power to act, speak, or think as one wants. And safety could be described as the condition of being protected from danger, risk, or injury. And I think what, under, what underlines these two different human needs is what is the prerequisite condition for them to exist or what they can produce. And I think that if we look at safety, which is for me a little bit easier to understand, so in order to experience safety, I think we should have some order in our lives. So if we are in complete chaos, it's a bit harder to experience safety. And what I mean by order, and this is a definition that I've took from listening to uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson. He has a really nice definition for chaos and order. And he defines order as a situation where whatever you do generates the expected results. So you invest some energy to do something and what you expect to happen happens. So your life is in order. And chaos is whenever the opposite happens. You invest energy to produce, to do something, and the result is completely not what you have expected. And I think that in order to feel safety, we need some degree of order. We need to have things corresponding with our expectations. 
And of course, it's an individual thing. So some people can feel safe in more chaotic environments and some people can feel safe in less chaotic environment. But at a certain point, you will be pushed to the extreme. I think you will start compromising the feeling of safety. And on the other hand, freedom has the potential to generate chaos. Maybe not in one, one's own life, but in relation to other living humans, living animals, etc. Because we are not living in our own bubble, and if we act in the way we want, without consideration, it might produce a sense of threat, risk for others that will compromise safety due to the unexpected behavior of ourselves. So when many people interact and everybody does whatever they want, there, there, there is a higher probability that there will be chaos. So even though that these are both human needs, of course, measurement and it's very important to which degree do I need freedom and to which degree do I need safety. And because they have this capacity to generate opposite qualities of order and chaos, I think that there is, a, there is an importance to ask ourselves, what, what, what is the border between the positive empowering aspect of each of these values or needs and when the when do we access a more negative or a harming realm because again too much order can result in very catastrophic scenarios i mean maybe the most extreme example i can imagine is i don't know nazi germany you know like uh very totalitarian and insane expression of order manifested by ideology. And when I think about chaos, I don't know, I think like that this, I mean, we can again look at the same example through this very extreme obsession to order. One of the biggest catastrophes in the most chaotic situation in human history, the Second World War, took place. So, if you push one thing to very extreme, you might also generate a rebound. And, and so again, from too much order, you might go completely into chaos and vice versa. Yeah, so I want to start looking at it from a very personal story, something that happens to me a few days ago that I think can be used for as a good example to what underlines the tension between freedom and safety, which is communication. And what happened is that a few days ago, uh, around eight, my wife and myself were walking home after we visited friends. And we were with our kids. And it was already after bedtime. 
and everybody was a little bit tired. And I carried my son on my shoulders and we arrived to traffic lights and the light were red. And without thinking too much, I looked at the road and I've seen that it's empty and I decided to cross the road and my wife tried to stop me and I went in spite her wish for me to wait patiently and I crossed the road and she got very angry and she felt that the way I behave was very irresponsible because she had the concern that our kids might imitate me in the future and also will cross uh, the road while the traffic light is red while they don't have the capacity to calculate the risk as good as I can do it. And that's something that I think that is pretty unique to us humans that we can project into the future our needs and already generate a certain lack of safety or lack of freedom in future imaginary scenarios. And so that was my wife's side. And, and I think that what she, what she experienced or the interesting aspect is how each one of us perceived the other person's intention in a very twisted way. And maybe it was due to the fact that we were both very tired and we, had a, and we were fighting a little bit and arguing and we had some negative emotions. And of course, in those situations, we tend to see things a little bit different than how they really are. And she had the impression that the only reason why I'm doing it, that the only reason why I decided to cross the road is because I'm very self-centered and I don't really care about complying with rules and that I don't want to consider others people's expectation that, and, and what society is expecting from me and I want to show my kids that they should um, that they shouldn't care so much about rules and and basically she had the impression that I'm I'm pushing for freedom just in order to push for freedom, not for any other reason. So that I wanna take my freedom just in order to feel that I'm free to do whatever I want, not because there is any necessity for it. And from my side, I looked at her behavior of demanding me, or that's how I interpreted her behavior, that she was demanding me to comply with her wishes. And I looked at it as something that is very aggressive. Like, why would she have the right to decide what I should do? Like, where is my agency? Why can't she be considerable about my own wishes and my own needs? Why does she want to control me? So I looked at her as if she was some kind of a totalitarian ruler that wants to control my behavior. And of course, both of us were quite off, you know, like our intentions were very different. So of course, my wife truly believed that it was irresponsible to show that example for the kids. So she wasn't that worried about me and my freedom. And she, it's not that she had a wish just to 
control my behavior for the sake of control. She wanted to protect our kids from the risk of being hurt in the future. And from my side, you know, I was very tired. And after carrying my son for a while, my back was in pain. And I also seen that my daughter is tired and I knew that it's already past their bedtime. And in those situations, very often they can become overexhausted and, and grumpy and they can start to cry and be impatient. And I wanted to rush home actually because I looked at their need to arrive to a safe place that they can arrive to their bed to fall asleep. So in a way, I took a calculated risk in order to bring them quicker into safety. So both of us had a certain aspiration for safety that was manifested through different ways of acting. But in the heat of the moment, my wife and myself didn't have the capacity to recognize this in each other's behavior. And of course, it created a big misunderstanding. And that's something that is very unfortunate between humans. And you know, this tension between the wish to take the freedom to act as you wish and the desire to be protected from danger, you know, it's something that I, I see it in many aspects of my life. And as somebody who is busy working with their own body and cultivating a relationship with my own body, I see it very often. For example, around a year ago, I got introduced into the world of surf skating, which is kind of a hybrid between skateboarding and wave surfing. And I remember that the excitement that I had when I started practicing surfing or riding the board and it immediately made me feel very free. Wow, like such so much new sensations and I really felt in the moment and free from any worries and just connected to myself. But interestingly enough, and that's maybe something that is worth learning from the body because it happens sometimes quicker with physical things, is that something that represents freedom now in the present might present the, the exact opposite in the future. So what you feel now as freedom might be in a month from now, from now, or maybe a year, or maybe 10 years, that might be the thing that will make you feel imprisoned. And in the case of the surf skating, since I had such little technical understanding of what to do with the board and how to, to be able to maneuver it, and basically in the beginning, the only thing I could do, I could pump the board a bit forward and take mild curves. So very quickly, I started to feel that the same activity that made me feel free made me feel now imprisoned to, due to the lack of technical capacity. And there, in order to regenerate the sense of freedom, of course, I had to move away from safe, safety. I had to take some calculated risks. And dare to go beyond what I know and with time to re-enter a space where I feel free again. So 
yes, it's something that you can see very clearly within relationship with other people and within your own body, how certain things demand a safe ground in order to be cultivated, but only when they are being pushed out of safety, you can again grow and experience authentic freedom. And where I also see this phenomena taking place very clearly is when we look at social dynamics. And I think that now, since we are still going through the pandemic, this topic of freedom and safety and the tension between these two opposing needs and values, it's so present because of course, Corona represents for some of us uh, an attack on personal freedoms. And for some people, Corona represents a threat to safety. And that's of course, depends on the individual, you know, if you're in a risk group or what is your personal condition at the moment? How is your health? Also, what kind of science you're following? You know, there is so much conflicting information. I personally really struggle to position myself clearly in relation to this topic. So yeah, so some people really go through this period feeling that safety is the most important thing we should cultivate and we should be worried about together. And some people feel that we should go back and emphasize personal freedom again. And the interesting thing again is how quickly we can stop seeing each other and stop recognizing that we can be on the other side of the argument in many other situations. Because again, both of us have like both of these values or both of these needs could be present in our life or that we would have, uh, that we would want them in our lives in different situations. And of course, I think that if I'm trying to judge for myself, like, is there a hierarchy between freedom and safety? So you can argue that without safety, you might lose life completely. And then there is no conversation about freedom if you are not alive anymore. But, you know, this could also be questioned, you know. So I don't know if, if I could say that there is an objective hierarchy and that therefore we should follow one thing or another. But what I do think that is necessary to do is to recognize that very often we misinterpret other people's intentions. And, you know, if I think about the current situation, so yes, many people are concerned about their own individual freedom because maybe they've lost their capacity to earn money or maybe they are worried about the mental health of their children or many other reasons that could be genuine and that they are not evil reasons. And the same thing about people who aspire for safety. You know, there's many people who have genuine worried about their relatives 
or their friends health and the risk that might that the corona might impose to their beloved ones and i think that it's so easy to misinterpret people people's intention you know like you can so quickly look at somebody who is arguing for freedom as some kind of a egoistic maniac that doesn't care about anybody and just want to indulge in their all own needs and the same thing you can say about those who aspire for safety that you can immediately see them as kind of totalitarians that want to control other people's life and they don't care about other people's needs so yes it's very it's very tricky it's a slippery slope that we can all fall into and you know it's quite obvious that we need both it's very obvious that we need both things you know i i always go back to look at my kids as an example because it's something that is very present in my life and of course i think kids gives us great mirrors and again if i think about the difference in how my wife and i are relating to those needs so i see that you know she's the person in our home that would much more pay attention to the safety of the kids so if we are going to the playground she will be more aware of the potential risks and like okay what ro- what wrong things can happen or like how things can turn up badly and i'm more consider and i'm more concerned about the children's freedom i want them to enjoy while they're in the park and i want them to you know go to the next level and feel free and liberate themselves from fear so to dare and find courage so and both are very important both are very important and i think if we lose the ability to see that both are very important then we will enter into a space that will really limit limit us if if i'm only pursuing freedom all the time and i'm losing the ability to recognize that my freedom really compromise others people's safety then yes then i'm in a i'm in a space that is full of ego and and same thing could be said about safety if i'm constantly just considering or that i don't want my children to experience any risk or any injury i will have to restrict their freedom so much that i will just make them miserable so then like what did i what did i gain by doing that so yes it's it's quite complicated and also i think that you know it really depends also where you grew up you know different culture emphasis different things and your past experiences will definitely play a major role with the degree that you want to experience freedom versus the degree that you need to experience safety but nevertheless it's something that is worth paying attention to and when i think about how do i want to pay attention to it in my own life so what i am trying to recognize is what is the driving force behind my need my current need at the moment so sometimes i can recognize that the only reason why i want to experience freedom is because i cannot co-op with my reality so then i want to escape into freedom for example now you know as a father for two children and i have a lot of responsibilities 
I, I have a lot of things that I need to do. And sometimes the day-to-day -day life can make me feel like, oh, I'm just trapped with all these co uh, commitments. But it's obviously that like running away from these commitments is not the right thing to do, at least because not deeply in my heart because I care so much about my, my kids and my wife. So, so running away into freedom, and this happens sometimes. Like my way of finding freedom is mainly by being physical. So, you know, finding somebody to move with, etc. And many times after I kind of go ahead, go fully for my own need for freedom, very quickly I recognize mm, that was very superficial and actually it didn't make me feel better. I just I just escaped from something that I actually need to deal with because there I have something more profound to is waiting for me. And I think that, you know, the, on the other side of safety, I think that, you know, like the need for safety can really quickly reflect on our fears. And, and how fear can be the driving force for our decision-making so that our safety starts to become our prison. So we want to avoid danger and risk and therefore we confine ourselves into situations that maybe are not the best for us. So yes, I think the negative aspects, and this is how I recognize it in my own life, is fear and, and a certain type of egoism. So egoism pulls me into my freedom and fear pull me, pulls me into my safety. And this is something that I'm trying to recognize. And I think, you know, you need a certain amount of courage to begin with in order to really ask yourself this question and examine yourself in that way, because it's not very comfortable to really admit to yourself, mm, yes, I'm really self-obsessed at the moment, and that's why I'm actually pursuing freedom. Because I'm, I don't have the capacity to expand beyond myself and recognize how my behavior affects other people and what other people also need from me and how I affect them. And it's also not very comfortable to recognize that, you know, that sometimes we are acting out of fear and not out of courage. We are afraid to lose the stability, you know, like, I mean, there is so many expression for that. You know, one person's family can feel their home and one person's family can feel their, you know, like their safe space that they're just afraid to lose. And therefore they're staying in, in their circumstances, even if it doesn't do them any good anymore. So yeah, it's very hard to have any objective measurement. We have to look at it courageously every day. And that's something that I am trying to do in the best of my capacity. And of course, it's not very easy. And sometimes I completely fail and I just act out of habits.
And I think that the more I look at it with honesty, I also start to cultivate the ability to be less judgmental towards other people. Because first of all, when I recognize that sometimes I'm doing things, you know, like out of fear and out of, you know, just self-importance or whatever. So I can start having some compassion that other people are also doing the same things. And, and maybe by doing that, I can expand a little bit the internal space that I have to tolerate other people's behavior and to not demonize other people because eventually I think that's the most important. And you know, if I go back to the corona and maybe why I find it such a profound period that we are going through is how things are being amplified and it's like an extreme mirror about behavior. And you know, now in the beginning it was this whole lockdown stories and now I see a lot of people are concerned about the, the vaccinations. You know, immediately there are voices of people that demand, you know, that we should respect each other's freedom of choice and not judge people who decide not to vaccinate. And immediately there are the people who would shout that this is irresponsible and that we should really look in solidarity and act to protect others. Yeah, so these two values are really being amplified by this period that we are going through. And maybe, I don't know, maybe it's present always and I'm just kind of making it a little bit more dramatic, but this is how I experience it personally in my own surrounding. And yeah, it brings me into myself to ask, yes, how, how do I relate to those things personally? And can I, can I really look at myself and can I place myself also on the other side of the argument? And that's something that I feel in general that has happened to me in the recent years is this desire to find the middle ground, not to be pulled into any extreme. So to recognize that there is truth on both sides of every argument. And, and I want to be able to recognize it. Yeah, so I would like to encourage you to find ways to practice it practically because I think that if we just maintain the relation to these ideas in our minds, then of course we wouldn't experience any maybe changes in our lives. And I'm always questioning for myself, how do I take ideas into actions? Not in order to change the world, but just to change myself and one thing that helps me is to write myself little notes to remind myself mm, yeah i'm busy with questioning my freedom when is it necessary and when can i put it aside because everyone has tendencies and you know if i look at myself in the most objective way i can i know that i have the tendency to be pulled to freedom that's more important for me than safety so within the corona crisis i need to remind myself mm, 
your freedom might have consequences. And some people that are very opposite than me might be pulled very much into safety as a habit. So then you need to remind yourself, mm, my automatic attraction into safety affects other people. And to examine that. And, and if we can bring it into our awareness, so maybe then we can take those ideas and concepts and make it into something tangible that is really touching us and affects us in the way we handle ourselves. And, and yes, I would be very curious to hear from you, the podcast audience, people who are listening to this episode. Yeah, to hear what is your relationship to freedom and safety and, and how do you measure it for yourself? What are the strategies that helps you to not fall into the negative space? And I would be very curious to hear and learn from you. So please feel free to interact with me. You can send me an email or you can leave a comment on my website or on the YouTube channel. And yeah, I know I, I cannot promise to answer immediately, but I'm really doing the best to go into dialogue with everyone who has interest around the topics I'm sharing. And I would love to hear from you as well. So yeah, that's it for today. I hope you can take something from it and go back into your day with some different perspective about your own freedom and about your own need for safety. For more movement-related content and educational training programs, visit our website at www dot movementlab dot eu